Hey, dear ones, did you know that you have a built-in compass guiding you to your soul mission with all the tools you need to fulfill that soul mission? Sound exciting? Then join me for a Soul Blueprint, the only certification program that reveals how to amplify your five spiritual gifts so you can consciously create a life and business of massive soul line success. Enroll now at allisonscammell.com forward slash soul blueprint. And you can find that link in the show notes. Good day to you. This is Allison Scammell talking to you today about a topic I've grown to love, and that is how to create a killer brand. And my fantastic guest, Calandra Martin, will take it even one step further to reveal how to set your brand apart by creating an incredible customer experience. Calandra ends the conversation with a challenge that will instantly make your brand stand out, so you'll definitely want to listen until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to grow their income, impact, and inspiration. Each week, we're going to explore how to align to the soul of your business and grow it from there. I'm your host, Allison Scammell. Let's get growing. Hey there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided entrepreneurs. At She Grows Nation, your heart is CEO, and you're producing wealth inspired by your soul's yearnings and in service to the planet. I am so dang excited to share my interview with Calandra Martin. You see, Calandra is my branding guru, and she is the designer of my amazing tree woman that you can find on my logo. If you haven't seen her yet, that is my tree woman, head over to alisonscammell.com and admire away. When Calandra and I were first collaborating on creating tree woman, I just said, hey, Calandra, I have this vision of this woman uh, who represents the soul-guided entrepreneur, and her from her feet are roots that go into the ground, and her hands are up in the air, and there are branches sprouting out from them, and hearts, and light, and love. And she took that and told me she's not much of an artist, ha, 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 um, and created something that really just exceeded all my wildest dreams. So I am really excited to have her on the show. Calandra Martin is a branding expert, designer, and speaker who helps visionary entrepreneurs cultivate their unique personal brands. She teaches women how to ditch the cookie cutter approach, love that, to growing a business so they can finally step into their unlimited potential. She's also a toddler mom, dog rescue worker, and coffee addict. Did I mention how much I love this girl? I promise you, you're going to love this episode. Please enjoy. Welcome, Calandra. I am so grateful to you for taking time to chat with us today. I'm really excited to talk about this amazing topic of branding. Yes. Thank you, Allison. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So let's start with your journey. That's where I always like to start. So can you share with us your journey to becoming a branding specialist for visionary women? I love that. 
Yeah, I will give you all the Cliff Notes version because my journey in the short three years that I've been an entrepreneur has been a little bit of a wild ride. I started my business right before my son was born in network marketing. And right after he was born, basically everything in my entire life shifted. And I made the decision to go full time in entrepreneurship, primarily because I didn't want to send him to a daycare or with somebody else. I wanted to be with him all of the time. Um, And that ultimately left to me leaving my network marketing company, shifting a few times on what it was that I was focusing in and specializing in in my business. And through each of those transitions, I really became obsessed with branding and the way that businesses are represented, especially in the online space, and kind of just found my groove. It's almost like branding kind of landed in my lap and it became so easy and natural for me to be teaching and helping support women with the branding of their business. Nice, nice, nice. So tell us how you define branding. Yeah, branding has so many layers. And when a lot of people hear branding, they immediately think logo and colors and the pretty fonts. And that is a part of it. But the way that I simplify branding is that it is the way that you represent your business to the world. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. So really coming back to it, I like to remind people to look at the big picture, to look at the intention of your business and start to think about how you can start, can really translate that, whether it's in the online space or in person. There's so many different ways that you can be focusing on branding, but it's really looking at that bigger picture. Yes. So most of the people listening to this podcast are pretty busy solopreneurs and they don't have a team, and maybe they don't have the resources to hire someone like you. So why would, what would you tell them as why it is worth it that they prioritize branding in all the busy things that they have on their plate as they try to grow their business? Yeah, this is such a great question. And it's something that I kind of had to learn the hard way. (laughs) And I was really, really stubborn about this for a while because I thought that if I just showed up in my business and followed what the gurus were telling me and my coaches were telling me, then everything would line up and everything would be sunshine and rainbows. But when I wasn't really focused on personal branding and creating an identity for my business, it was really easy for me to run after the shiny objects or to really create a muddy water feel for my audience. And through all of the transitions that I went through, the one thing that remained really, really important was building relationships and having this identity through my branding. And that is, in my opinion and in my experience, how people set themselves apart. We live in a really, really busy world and there's a lot of people doing a lot of the same things. So it's almost, you know, if you aren't focusing on branding, it's going to make the journey a lot harder. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us what, I like this muddy water feeling. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I think that we get really caught up in the day-to-day. We get really caught up in the strategies and the things that we could be doing or the offers that we could be creating or 
how to make our Instagram feed look perfect. And when we're kind of slapping all of these pieces together, it creates this confusion for our audience. And on the other side of that, on the flip side, having a really strong brand identity and showing up, knowing who you are, what you're here to do, and how to represent that brings so much clarity for your audience and for you as the business owner because you can see what those next steps are in front of you. Yes. So what are the top components to creating a killer brand and getting that identity clearly um, transmitting through to the ideal client or customer? Yeah. Like I said, there are so many layers to branding, but the two core components that I teach around are your visuals and your energy. So the visuals are the things that we all just assume. We think of Coca-Cola and we see their logo and their colors and their very specific font. Those are all pieces of visual branding. It's the things that people can see and identify with and recognize very easily. And then the other component is your energy, which to me is where you get to have a little bit of fun and creativity and build that sustainability and how you're showing up. This is where you infuse your personal characteristics and the way that you talk to people, the way that you work with clients or customers. The energy is really how you're making other people feel through showing up as yourself. Nice. And what if a client comes to you and says, well, I don't really know, like, I don't really know what um, visuals represent my identity and I don't really know what I want these feelings to be. Like, where do you start with them? Yeah, this is something that I come across a lot. Um, And a lot of this, I feel, is our programming to fit inside of a box, (laughs) whether we are going through the school system or trying to get a job in the real world. There's all of this pressure to fit in to, you know, really go with the grain. But what I like to invite my clients and the women that I work with to do is to start looking at where the passion is, where the joy is where there's fun and creativity and play, and to also look at your natural surroundings on a regular basis, especially with the visual brand aspect. I always encourage my clients to look at their throw pillows and look at the color of the curtains on their walls because really often these tiny pieces that we overlook have patterns in them. And when you start to be intentional and recognize them, you'll start to see the personal branding woven through your day-to-day. Yes, nice. So you and I worked together on my brand last year, Mm -hmm. and it was a totally incredible experience for me. And what I loved about you, Calandra, is your your, um, commitment to getting a finished product that felt awesome to me. So (laughs) that's one of the reasons why I became such a big Calandra Martin fan, um, (laughs) because I can be like a little bit of a perfectionist. And, you know, I I like to sometimes beat a dead horse a little bit and, um, you know, maybe uh, spend a little bit too much time on certain things. But what I wanted to say was when I came to you, I was like, all right, so I have this brand identity that takes, uh, you know, I call myself a farm girl turns global nomad. And so I want to somehow bring together this idea of farm girl. And so that's like my spirit animal is my bison coming from the prairies of, of 
the United States and my international travel and adventure, which is kind of like the Eiffel Tower in Paris. So let's bring together a bison and the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was sort of eclectic, but you were able to bring those two very different pieces of brand elements together to something that fit. So how, if, if someone comes to you and says, Calandra, I'm all over the place in my interests, how can I, how can I create a cohesive picture for my audience? Yeah, this happens so often. And it was something that I struggled with a lot because I feel there's so many different aspects to me. And at the very beginning of branding and doing that for my own business, I had no idea where to start. So the first thing that I'll say is whether you're working with a brand designer or not, it's really important to allow for that evolution and to get a little bit messy with the process. And that's something that I had to do and learn the hard way because I had so many ideas of what my brand should look like. So that's the first piece. The second thing that I walk clients through and I do myself as a designer and as somebody who works with clients on a regular basis is to really just get it all out there. <laughs> Whether it's a massive brain dump on a sheet of paper or sitting down and having a conversation to hash it out, really laying everything out in front of you around what your ideas are what you envision your brand could be is going to help refine so that when you're looking at the bigger picture, it starts to make a little bit more sense. Um, and working with somebody like myself, I consider myself an intuitive designer. So I really love to tune into the energy of how my client is describing something. So for example, with your brand and your business, I could just tune into the feel and the experience that you wanted to create for your audience based on some of the things like the bison that you were pulling out and talking about. So first, allow the process to be a little bit messy. It's not going to be perfect the first time around ever. <laughs> and then really just get it all out there and lay it out on a sheet of paper if you can so that you can start to see the patterns and the bigger picture. Mm, I love that. I love what you said about allowing for the evolution. And it's so true because if you're early in the game or you've been at it for a while, but you just haven't given your brand much thought, but you want to start, um, it is, it is such an evolution. I, I totally agree. And it is getting it all out there. And once you get it out there, um, and start sharing it. And you're not just like getting it out there, like on your desktop <laughs> for you to look at, but you're actually starting to share it on social media and you're starting to share it with your ideal audience. It, it doesn't take too long in my experience for you to start getting the feedback as to what feels good and this, the stuff you want to keep and what feels kind of less aligned to what you really want to share. Is that what you find as well? Yeah, I think it, it takes practice. It takes really tuning into the intuition and the gut feelings. Um, something that I like to do in my own personal life is really like an intuition practice where every single morning I go to my cabinet of coffee mugs and I have a zillion of them. Um, and I just ask myself, which one am I feeling more drawn to today? Which one feels more aligned with me today? And that helps build that muscle of 
making a decision and trusting that it feels good. And even though it's as silly as grabbing a coffee mug, you start to be able to build that muscle in your business too, where you make decisions, you make them a little bit more quickly, and then you get to reflect on those and refine what that next step might look like. Nice, nice, nice. So, Calandra, you've mentioned, and it is the title of this podcast episode, that creating an incredible customer experience can set a brand apart. What is an incredible customer experience and how can we create one? Yeah. So this goes back to the two core elements of branding. There's the visuals, but then there's the energy. And something that's really, really important is how you're making your people feel, whether it's people in your audience who are just consuming your content, or it's somebody that you're working with directly, which is where the customer experience comes in. And in my experience in business, any time that you can really over-deliver and wow a client and give them an amazing experience, you set yourself up for so many opportunities and a really amazing lasting relationship with that person. So it's really creating a name for yourself and your business. And over time, that compounds and it becomes part of your brand identity. So talk us through this a little bit more. How can we give us like the top three things that we can start doing if it's something that we haven't given much thought to before to create this incredible customer experience? Yeah, this is something that I'm always refining and looking at in my business. So I think the first step or action to take is to be intentional around your client and customer experience. Just having it in the back of your mind that that is something that's important to you and to your business is going to help you be more aware of the interactions that you're having, the systems that you're creating, and all of the other pieces that I'll dig into a little bit more. But I think the first thing is to really just set that intention of how do you want people to feel when they work with you? What do you want them to walk away experiencing? And what do you want them to tell their friends and potential customers that they might send your way? So setting that intention is number one, for sure. The second thing that's really important, whether you are a product-based business, a service-based business, whatever it is, is to really make sure that you're communicating with your client or customer. And there's a lot of different ways to do this, and every process will look different. For example, in my business, I love using a walkie-talkie messenger app so that I can do the back and forth with my clients as we're working through the process of reiterating and refining the visuals in a brand. But for some, it might be email communication and how to set up really clear containers for communication and getting that support. So that the person on the other end really feels like they're being held and supported through whatever transformation that you're bringing them through. And then the third is really to over-deliver and to surprise your client or customer with something that maybe they wouldn't expect. So in your offers or the way that you work with people, there's probably some really clear things outlined that they know that they're going to get. So for example, when somebody works with me, 
They know that they're going to get a mood board with all of their visuals. They know that they're going to have a website that they adore, and they know that they're going to have social media graphics. But sometimes I like to throw in an extra bonus, or I will mail a gift or a handwritten note. Really just adding that special touch, that extra step, even though it might take a little bit of time or energy, really helps to build that relationship to the next level. So intention, communication, and over-delivering. Nice. And then how does this, but so that's all, it sounds like good business practice and definitely sets a customer up to have a great experience with you. But how more specifically does that, what does that, how does that communicate your brand like generally? Or how does that communicate out as your brand to a wider audience? Yeah, so often the result with amazing customer client experiences is getting feedback, getting testimonials, having people sending you referrals, um, and really recommending you in the marketplace. So something that I see as a result in my business a lot is getting tagged in Facebook groups. um, And people will start to say a lot of the same things about you and your business. And ultimately, that is creating the, the energy aspect of your brand. It's how people are feeling when they're in your energy, they're in your space when they're working with you. And the more that you build up a library of testimonials, a ton of feedback that's saying a lot of the same thing, people will then know that you're the go-to for whatever that experience is. Yeah. Yes. Love that. Let's say you're getting a lot of consistent, specific feedback that you are generating a lot of cool new ideas for the client, um, that you, you you come up with really creative, interesting ideas and angles that that client hadn't considered before. And let's say you get this feedback like six times in a row from six different clients, but you don't feel like it's part of your brand or you don't know, and you don't know how to communicate that um, with intention in the marketing and other content that you're putting out there. Um, so how can you take that client feedback and proactively kind of inject it out (laughs) in the content you create? Yeah, we could dig into content marketing um, and I could do a whole separate training on this. But something that I love to do with all of my client testimonials, whether they're written or auditory, is if they're auditory, I'll transcribe them so that I have the written version. And if they're written, I keep them in a folder and I start to notice what those patterns are. And something that everybody can do really intentionally with these testimonials, whether it's on their website or on social media marketing for your content, is to start to speak to the common questions that you get asked when you're bringing a new client or customer in. So if there is a pain point or a fear that comes up a lot of the time and you have a testimonial that really speaks to that and shows that you're the person that can help somebody through that fear or that um, question, then you can use that testimonial really strategically. You could create a visual graphic. You could plug it in on a sales page. There's a lot of different ways to be sharing the testimonials, but when you have those in one place, you can really start to reflect back on them for yourself and your systems, but also for your marketing. Hmm. Very, very cool. So tell us what are some things we can do each week or month to refine our brand and to create this incredible customer experience? 
Yeah, something that I love to do on a regular basis is to give myself a brand audit. And there's a lot of different ways to do this, but ultimately what I love to do is sit down and look at where have I been showing up? What conversations have I been having? What engagement am I seeing? And what do I want to do more of? So really going back to that reflection is going to help you add fuel to the fire because when you see that something is working really well, you want to do more of it. And when you're doing work that you love, it becomes really easy to show up and be in that role in your business. So sitting down once a week, once a month, as often as you can really, and looking at what's going really well in your business. Where are you showing up consistently and how can you do more of that? Or what do you need to tweak and pivot so that you can show up in more alignment with how you want to be seen and how you want to be heard is really going to help refine your brand as you're taking the baby steps towards growing what it is that you want to grow and sinking into that bigger vision that you have. Mm hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that I do and I teach is in this sort of um, sh to having soul conversations. And, you know, I, I say that everything I do is for soul guided women entrepreneurs or soul guided entrepreneurs. And um, when I check into my soul, I often get, um, you know, for the last couple of years, actually, I've been getting the same messages of podcasting, like focusing on the podcast. Um, you know, putting lots of time and energy and even investing resources into the podcast is that making this be one of the lead things that I do as part of my business. And I've noticed just by placing my focus and oh, by the way, it's just as you say, Calandra, it lights me up. You know, it it's the thing that I feel like I'm I do well and I'm um I'm really in service to others and people are really receiving from this podcast. So I keep putting more attention on it. And by just placing this attention on my podcast, I feel like that attention is, uh, becomes that, that becomes part of the brand, you know, like my podcast, I feel like is a big part. Like she grows podcast is a big part of my business. And now it is a big part of my brand and it all just starts on that intent, uh, attention. And that attention came from that, what my soul was really calling me to do. So you can see the whole thing kind of play out. Does that, do you catch what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah. I think it goes back to really the bigger picture and being intentional about how you want to show up and what feels really good. And I love that you've been able to really listen to that over the last, you know, transitions and through the branding process that we worked on together. You're really clear about where your strengths are. And the more that we can all do that and recognize that our strengths don't have to look like somebody else's then we get to create that unique brand and it really becomes this layered representation of our business to the world. Yes. So I just want to add a couple more questions and then I want um, you to share with us how people can find you. What do you say to people who come to you and say, well, I want to share this thing about myself and I want to share it as part of my brand, but I fear, like, how do you treat resistance <laughs> in the branding process? Like, and I think there's two forms. I think there's the form of like, hey, I want to start a YouTube channel and, um, you know, share certain, 
you know, getting back to this, um, this, uh, you know, you were talking about uh, creating your identity through branding, right? So getting back to this identity and people are going to want to share parts of their identity as part of their branding, right? Even if they don't think of it as that, as such, that that's what ends up, that's how the brand gets formed, right? So as we're sharing parts of our identity, um, there's going to be resistance that comes up, just that sort of natural, uncomfortable fear of like, I am afraid to share myself. Getting back to what you had mentioned, we are, have been, um, we've been taught from a very young age that we should fit into certain boxes. And so let's say our identity is outside one of those boxes and we want to share that. That's going to produce fear and natural resistance. So what do you say to people who have that fear and natural resistance to sharing that outside of the box identity? And how? what do you say to people who are – then I think the flip side of that is people trying to get in that cookie cutter approach and they're trying to do something for their branding that's just out of alignment and it's not authentic and it really isn't sharing their identity authentically, but they think that they should do it because that's what other people are doing. Like, How can you differentiate the two uh, types of resistance and then how do you handle each one? Yeah, this is such a good question. So speaking to the first type of fear and resistance, I think that the most important thing that we can do as entrepreneurs is to meet that resistance, to recognize it and to kind of say, hey, (laughs) I see you, I get it. And to really honor the fact that we're all human. And the fear and the resistance comes up for all of us, no matter what level we're at or how many years we've been doing what we're doing or what the new thing is, there's always going to be a level of fear. So first recognizing it. And then something that really helps me and my clients is to look at the opportunity and the possibility that's on the other side of that fear. So if I were to do this, what would be opening up for me? How would I really be moving myself to that next level and moving closer to the bigger vision that I have for my business? I think when you can acknowledge the fear, but do it anyways, because we're all human, but we all have to really rise up to the occasion sometimes, then the more that you do that, it becomes proof that we're capable. You build the confidence through action and you build the brand through action too. So they go hand in hand for sure. Nice, nice. And what about the people who are in that sort of, I must do the cookie cutter thing, even though this feels bad? Yeah, the cookie cutter thing happens a lot. And I think that really at the root of this is comparison and worrying that we're not good enough as we are. So when I encourage clients to look at what makes them unique, a lot of that resistance comes up because we all want to fit in. It's human nature. It goes back to the caveman years of having to fit into a tribe to survive. But the truth is, is that when you step outside of the box and you allow yourself to be that unique version of yourself, you start to notice that you attract people that you really love to work with. And your business becomes much more sustainable because you're able to show up in your passion and your business gets to fuel you. Your brand gets to feel really good versus feeling kind of forced and stale or stagnant. Yes. 
That's that evidence that you collect. <laughs> I think the evidence starts to show up when you are tap into that auth- your true authenticity and um, kind of ditch the compare and despair. And I need to I need to do what everyone else is doing and just tap into that. What I I know what my soul is yearning for and how I want to share my voice. You start to get evidence in the turn and and rewards in like ideal clients and ideal customers and things start to get easier and they start to gel and that momentum starts to happen. And that is, I think it's both a reward and it's an evidence that you are indeed showing up in a more authentic way. And by doing that, you're getting a reward of a really great client or, you know, a really amazing testimonial that you're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the evidence, building the evidence is really what's going to help us move at any point in time from that place of fear, because the more that we see it, the more that we believe it. But you have to be able to believe it before you can see it. So it's kind of a hard thing to wrap our brains around sometimes, but it's absolutely, absolutely. All right. So I like to ask the people I interview to leave our listeners with a challenge. Mm, I love that. Okay, so I always challenge anybody that I encounter to really start to look at how to be more you in the world. And that's a pretty loaded question. So an exercise that I love to share with people is to start looking at the patterns in your life that you see coming up over time when it comes to your brand. So it could be the visual patterns of colors that you're really drawn to or home decor that you love, or it could be things that you're hearing people say or praise you about all of the time. So really just starting to make a running list or a brain dump of those things, because when you look at that, you're able to start thinking about how to infuse your brand into your business. Mm, that is so good. How to be more you in the world. That is beautiful. And I love showing, like noticing the patterns. And just by placing, I've noticed, I've noticed myself like a little bit of attention, attention and intention on this. It doesn't take long for something that felt muddy and unclear to start snapping into a clearer picture with just a little bit of like, I'm going to pay attention here to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where intention goes, energy flows. Voila. All right, my dear. Oh my gosh, this is so good. I have a page full of notes. Um, Thank you so much for uh, being on the show and sharing your wisdom. Please tell the listeners how they can find you. Yeah, it's been so great to have this conversation. I just want to thank you for having me. Um, Everybody can find me right on my website and that links to everything else. So if you go to calandramartin.com, C-A-L-A-N-D-R-A, M-A-R-T-I-N.com, then you'll find my Facebook community, Facebook, Instagram, all of the places. And you'll also have the opportunity to take the free brand personality quiz, which really sheds some light on a lot of the pieces that we've been talking about today. Nice. I love that. Um, Yes. So I'm a huge Clanna Martin fan. She did my branding. I mentioned it uh, earlier in the show. Um, If you want to see something that she did for me that I just think is incredible, go to my website, alisonscammell.com and check out my tree woman. That is a visual that she, I I feel like we really co-created 
beautifully and she clan really used her powers of intuition to bring to life something that was like kind of roaming around my head and in my heart but i couldn't i i i needed you to help me bring it to life and i feel like it was a beautiful co-creation and really representative of my brand and 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 that is that tree woman visual that you see on my homepage that represents the soul guided woman entrepreneur and so um yeah, it was such a great dance that we had together. Yes, it sure was. I love the tree woman. <laughs> Affectionately called the tree woman. All right, we'll head over to Calandra's website. It's going to be listed in the show notes. And again, I want to thank Calandra. I love the challenge. I love all that you shared. And I hope to have you again on the show to share more of your wisdom. Thank you again so much. Thanks, Allison. That was just such an inspiring conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're digging on this content like I hope you are, I would be super grateful if you hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening. And I have a question now for you. Are you ready to grow your business with both magic and predictability? Then head to my website right now, alisonscammell.com, to download my three free soul-guided meditations to get a clear vision of growth for six months' time and where to place your focus today to take you there. Again, that's alisonscammell.com, and you can find a link in the show notes. And as always, let's grow there together. Mm-hmm.